Hello, I'm Andrew Hales. Welcome to another edition of Chatting With. Today I'm here with Jamie. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. You're very welcome. I'm happy to be here. Uh, sensitive to EMF, electromagnetic field? Um, frequency field. Frequency, yeah. yeah. Um, when's, uh, when did that start? How did you figure that out? So as a kid, I had some pretty trippy experiences on a regular basis. The um, vortex in my mom's home was actually her bedroom, which is hilarious because now that I'm middle-aged, I understand why there was room, there was mirrors on nearly every surface in that room except for the ceiling. And it had some type of a vortex effect on us. I think my parents were just rather... <laughs> vortex, that's like from the earth? Um, I don't know if, if vortex is the right word. Something about that room, it's also where the power comes into the house. But I would lay on her bed and I would feel kind of like an intense throbbing in my head hmm. and tingling skin and I would see almost like a faint net of kind of just something that looks like electricity it was like very very faint lightning but I'd have to zoom my eyes out to see it and unfocus my eyes and I thought that everybody could do that what age was this probably about seven or eight you could see like uh, what color was it it was, it's maybe a faint, faint green. Yeah. Super faint, yeah. And it's something that's almost that space where if you're looking at those old magic eye photos where you have to unfocus your eyes to see the photo behind the noise, it's almost that. You started learning about EMF probably a few years ago? Yeah, well, I, I've had pervasive symptoms, especially in like the classroom environment or other areas where there's fluorescent lights, I can hear buzzing. I mean, I can walk by, um, you know, any f source of electricity. I mean, the big power lines here in the city, you can hear the buzzing. Yeah. But even normal things, I could hear the buzzing. Like if there was an electronic device on inside my mom's home as a kid, I could, it would drive me crazy. I couldn't sleep. So you guys don't have the Wi-Fi on a lot at your home? I turn it off a lot. Um, mm -hmm. And I also, you know, there's been times before where I've turned off the power to the whole house if I'm having <laughs> serious issues. Really? Yeah. What, like, like headaches? Like what? Yeah. So it, it's it's a type of headache and a feeling in my body, almost like an overstimulation that you can't escape. Like I just want to just kind of jump out of my skin. Hmm. Yeah. And people have probably called you crazy or whatever. It's <laughs> yeah. all in your head. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So when I first met my husband bringing that up it's it's always a touch and go thing for me that i don't usually bring up unless i'm pretty uncomfortable right so um, you've, you've been to doctors with it i have yeah and you know it it either doesn't exist to them or it's some type of a psychiatric uh you know yeah they'll want you to get on prozac or something <laughs> right <laughs> yeah um have you ever wondered that to yourself like if you're oh yeah like if it's really you know the router or it's all in your head. Yeah, and I have wondered that. Um, and, you know, I have empirical evidence based on my experience in, on this plane okay. that tells me um, that my body, you know, does have a reaction to it. And actually just having pervasive health, health issues, you know, the headaches, um, being being very overstimulated, that's, that's what it feels like. Tired, like depression, fatigue, whatever. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a pretty high energy person and... If I'm around a lot of, you know, electro electrical magnetic frequencies, I do feel uh, fatigue and unclear. I, I may have energy, but I feel unsettled and very, um, you know, I just don't feel like I'm operating at my highest capacity. 
Okay. And you moved here from Oregon? Mm-hmm. Why, uh, yeah, it's like kind of a bad move, right? It's awful yeah. here. I haven't, I haven't slept a full night since we moved to our apartment about, yeah. Really? It's been bad because we were in hotels and Airbnbs for about a month, and now we're in an apartment complex, and it's, it's grueling. I'm really taken back by the difference. Well, okay, but you came for work? Yeah, for, um, my husband has a consulting job here in L.A., so okay and how do you i guess how do you treat the symptoms symptoms? yeah i mean you just use less wi-fi or do you do you put on a tinfoil hat or yeah that's so you sound just like my (laughs) husband yeah so um i don't wear tinfoil hats and even though it sounds like fun (laughs) right right and there's different things and there is emf protecting bed canopies that you can use that have like metal in the fabric which i do not have okay uh, there's also EMF blocking paint, and it's this thick black paint that you paint on underneath your normal paint, and you actually have to ground it. Like you hook up electrodes to it, and it, um, you know, it's it's serious stuff. Hmm. Um. So. Well, yeah, I have. Uh, I mean, I have this on my, these things on my phone. Oh, interesting. Can you see? <laughs> I just they might be totally yeah. bunk, but you know, they were like twenty bucks on Amazon. They're literally stickers. They're. Yeah. Supposed to, you know, prevent testicular cancer. Right. Well, um, yeah, well, it's true. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think that, you know, people that use cell phones, even, I think, is it 30 minutes a day? I, I, I might have the research somewhere oh, I, I'm here. well over that. <laughs> right. But there's like a 40% higher chance that yeah. cancer can no, occur. No, I definitely, yeah, like Tim Ferriss mentions, do you know him? Mm-hmm. He mentions uh, he like tested his sperm count or something mm-hmm. before and after, and there was a huge difference oh, when yeah. not using his phone. And mm-hmm. so I was like, whoa. Yeah, I mean, there's electrical systems in the body, and um, what helps me is actually um, is this is going to sound no, you're fine. Crazy. (laughs) So um, there's an electrical engineer that worked for one of the biggest um, power companies in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, He was having these symptoms as he was helping to build observatories and things like that. He was having symptoms of radiation poisoning at some level. And um, he started bringing it up in the power company that he was working for and saying, hey, something's not right. Like I see some of the employees are exerting these symptoms of radiation sickness. Um, You know, and he he went from one of their most, you know, glorified employees to someone who almost didn't have a job. Yeah. And he realized that, you know, that there is very common in areas where people are working with high voltage electricity for them to be sick and for these companies really do know about it and it's a very taboo subject yeah almost like uh the tobacco industry yeah no definitely they're (laughs) alternative facts (laughs) well it's like you know it's you follow the money yeah and so that's where uh you know you'll have uh guys come up in a van and kidnap you right if you talk too much i feel yeah (laughs) i think that there's validity to that Um, yeah i wonder you know, I, I mean, I, no, I don't believe in that. I want no, I wonder how. But I do how, believe yeah. in lobbyists and everything. Yeah, of course, and I and I do believe in um, global ma- malevolence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, sorry, uh, nice. I keep cutting you off a little bit. So, but, uh, um, the man's name is Lloyd Burl, and okay. he he started exhibiting these symptoms that were really concerning. Yeah, you're fine. And. What he started doing, and this is interesting because it's like the ev- every crazy genius, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of the crazy genius archetype. Yeah, yeah. But he started 
you know, taking plants and things like that into high electromagnetic field environments and seeing how they would grow and hooking up batteries to them and grounding some of them and doing these other experiments. And what he found was that um, the plants, the plants, well, they just kind of helped him to get a better idea about living things, um, utilizing the, the DC kind of electricity that's in our environment. It just naturally is. Mm-hmm. Um, and what he found was that taking metals in the form of trace minerals and um, also making sure that your body has a lot of electrolytes in it helps your body to um, fare it its own electromagnetic systems against, you know, this new world where we're just berated by all these new types of electricity. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've heard, uh, you know, having too much mercury or whatever. Yeah. Some metal mm-hmm. zinc yeah, that can enhance the sensitivity. Right. Cause isolated metals are really different than say ionic trace minerals. Mm. And what you'll get in a trace mineral supplement is, you know, a, a range of metals in more or less a concentrated proportion, but a concentrated form in a proportion that's natural, something that you would find in nature, be it in the ocean or, you know, in the ground. But isolated metals, you know, mercury being one of the most profoundly unhealthy ones, but it's really different stuff. And then you're very right. That's yeah. some of the research found that um, having too much metal in the body, an isolated metal has the opposite effect. It makes people more sick with radiation. So um, you're probably into... I don't know, eating healthy, uh, maybe veganism, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I've definitely been a raw vegan for a while, um, a while back. Wow. And now I've just, yeah. Okay. Have you ever been on medication? I have, yeah. And that was, but that was years ago. Yeah, I, um, I am diagnosed ADHD. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I do wonder if part of my inattention and things like that were, it, as a child was related to just being very uncomfortable in, a, in an environment where there was a lot of, yeah. electromagnetic noise um, because at any time even now you know there's extra perceptual things I think as an adult maybe my brain has kind of shoved them shoveled them to the, the kind of the back maybe more of a subconscious thing like we, yeah. we only perceive what's relevant to our survival right right so maybe um, there's been some of that which is good but I'm, I'm experiencing more at, at any given time than the people around me mm-hmm. which can um be exhausting at times it'll cause like a panic attack or something or i've had panic attacks before um for me it's it's kind of feeling sick like i'll I'll start with a headache um you know i'll feel just almost kind of like my skin is not crawling but i can feel there's tactile um tingling Mm -hmm. and my hands and feet can tingle especially so would you be able to tell if i if my router was on or off right now um, I don't think I could. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, because it's so s- subtle. It's very subtle, And it's yeah. like over a long period of time. Yeah. Right. And since I came here to L.A., I've, I'm, I have insomnia. It's, yeah, you've, yeah. So you definitely noticed a difference being uh, in a yeah. city. Yeah. With sleep, it's totally, um, it's totally different. Well, and that's terrible. It is. <laughs> Are you going to move away? I'm gonna let my husband probably finish out his contract here. Um, okay. I miss rural Oregon, but I'm avoiding the snow, which is good. Mm. I'm from the Bay Area, so. Okay. When you say empirical. Um, my own empirical evidence, like evidence that's based on my experience, um, okay. and even, you know, experiencing symptoms, and then figuring, trying to figure out on my own what it was and then having, you know, the physical manifestations of either relief or an intensified sick, 
you know, sickness. Yeah. And um, something I didn't mention earlier was that certain um, electronic devices just happen to have maybe like dirty electricity. There's one light um, in in a house that we recently moved from. There's just the kitchen light. It, it just I couldn't I can't even even be by it. It's just horrible. I can hear it from like the entire upstairs. Hmm. And it's not here. It's not an auditory hearing. It's almost like a sensory hearing. Like it's something that's in. Yeah, in, no, inside no. your head because <laughs> no, I, I, I feel like I've kind of I, I there's like certain um chargers that charge my mm-hmm. phone that make a little mm-hmm. and I'm like what the heck and right. but it's not like something you can like hear it's like mm-hmm. you almost like feel it no I'm, I'm glad that um yeah that you can relate because I think we are berated with thousands of sources of uh, different frequencies daily that really aren't natural yeah and they're it's, probably giving us all cancer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Think about it. I mean, people that, you know, our heart, it runs on electrolytes. I mean, the electrical yeah. impulses in the body. Electricity. Electricity. I mean, it's important. So hmm. if anything interrupts our natural state of electromagnetic health, which um, I'm not sure if it's intentional or if it's it's probably just a byproduct of us wanting to have these, you know, highly techie lives, but people are getting sicker. I'm, you know, it's a combination probably of the environment and the food and And the water. Yeah. yeah, Everything. Totally. (laughs) But, but I guess we do our best. Right. But I mean, turning off your router at night at least would be reducing at some point, you know, some of your close contact with it, Mm -hmm. you know, not sleeping with it next to your head or having your cell phone next to your head, even, you know, yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I know. We don't turn our Wi-Fi off, but we. I definitely put my phone at least like two feet away from me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you put yours like across the room or? I um. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny is, yeah, I have. <laughs> I've put it. I haven't turned the microwave on, but I've actually put it in the microwave because wow. <laughs> because they they block radiation. Oh. So you know, I've just would like set it in there because. If there, if it was a, a night where I'm like literally turning off the power to the house, that's when that's when I would do it. Yeah, yeah. Has your has your uh, husband kind of given you a hard time about it? He did in, in the beginning. It was it's, it was that uncomfortable phase where I know like, if he's down, if this is going to work out, like he's going to get it, and he'll have his own evidence of knowing why this is real or whatever. <laughs> and um, it didn't take too long for that to happen, so that was really cool. Yeah. And now he's super supportive. That's good. Yeah. In your email, you mentioned something about the pin, the pineal gland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they thought it was enlarged when you were a kid. So yeah, I um a couple years back, the headaches just got insane. Like where I was disoriented, I would throw up. I would just feel really shitty. Hmm. And I went to the emergency room, and I you know just said, look, I've been having these headaches, and they're just out of this world. I, I don't want to take anything because I'm I'm a mom. And I don't, I want to be as highly functioning as possible. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, some of the migraine medicines and things like that, I mean, you're out for the day and that it just wasn't an option for me. Hmm. So I wanted to kind of figure out what the source of the headaches were. And they found out that I have a, a pineal gland mass and I've been to different doctors. UC Davis, their take on it was that it is a pineal cytoma, which is a um, blended type of brain tumor. It's part cyst and part solid tumor. Okay. But because it's so deep in the brain, to get histology, to s- slap on a slide and actually look at the cells would be 
it would, it would leave me with a traumatic brain injury. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I really don't want anyone probing around in there. Yeah. And well, this was yeah. after you moved to LA? No, this is, um, this was in 2017. Okay. And you moved to LA about six months ago? Uh, just two. Two months ago. Okay. Yeah. And I'm only here for a few more months, so okay. <laughs> back to rural Oregon. <laughs> um, uh, and the, okay, so then they just told you that and you were like, okay, then I guess I'll just yeah. do my best to avoid EMF. Right, yeah. Well, they, they didn't, the, um, UC Davis didn't link the EMF sensitivity to the pineal mass. Right. Um, it's not really scientifically Mm-hmm. Um, special. It's not a scientifically special gland. They, they kind of like, <laughs> well, I mean, the scientific community, they don't believe it's real, right? Like, or For um, pineal, the pineal gland being the third eye or EMF sensitivity being um, EMF real. sensitivity, yeah. Right. Oh, it's totally, it's totally now. Um, accepted. It's totally accepted. Yeah. In cert- I mean, you get the doctors that are just basically like walking relics of days ago past and yeah, yeah. they really aren't up on the newer the newer well things yeah i heard that. like something like a bunch of doctors um wrote or wrote like an agreement with the cell phone thing like mm-hmm. don't do 5g yeah i i mean i'm butchering that but yeah right yeah no people have you know tried to rise up against you know the forces that be <laughs> on every front i think yeah, and, yeah. you know in my mind i think uh, crises precipitate change and we can apply that to any Hmm. of the today's uh you know yeah concerns and hopefully hopefully we'll find that balance okay yeah well back to the pineal gland mm-hmm. yeah so you believe it's the third eye it's kind of something that's in esoteric um texts and things like that it's something um the pineal gland is kind of like the most mystic organ um in the body hmm. it's usually like p-shaped and it's about p-shaped it's in the deepest part of your brain um Mm -hmm. and it's for the most part what uc davis um considers it is just a gland that secretes melatonin okay so helps you sleep it helps you sleep yeah um maybe intuition as well well that's something that's you're you're getting more towards that um you know the spiritual or esoteric you know interpretations of the gland Mm -hmm. um there is doctors um dr joe dispenza particularly that talks about tantric breathing Hmm. um you can look it up and it's pretty neat because the people that i've told about it who've practiced it have actually had you know felt things and that's really neat especially when square bears kind of flip (laughs) yeah do you think it's hereditary i do think i think that it is hereditary i believe it to be something to the tune of i mean we all have um we all have our our strengths our inherent our inherent strengths that we yeah. could have gotten from, you know, an ancestor or a, a parent or grandparent. And we all have different biological features as well that are in different proportions. Have you, ta- have you talked about this with your parents? I have. Yeah. Do they, is your mom or dad relate at all? You know, I don't believe that they have those experiences, but, um, when I had my first apartment, I bought this TV at Montgomery wards mm-hmm. and, Every time I had the TV on, it I could feel like what I was saying that tactile headache. Mm. Like you can hear, I could hear the TV, and I would get that headache, and it would just be nauseating within a few minutes. Mm. So I gave it to my mom, <laughs> and um, she said that she could hear the TV, but it didn't bother her like it bothered me. 
Hmm. And um, not too long ago, I was installing a cable box. You know, this thing is the relic now. It's old. Mm -hmm. But I was helping my mom, you know, put something, wire something up in her bedroom. And um, the TV, she turned on the TV and I was behind the TV and instantly it was just insane. Like I almost fell over. It was, it was horrible. And that's the thing though, is that who, is there a, is there a system or uh, is there a, let's see an organization that regulates the type of EMF, I mean, that electronic devices put out? I think, yeah, no, I think uh, phones have to go through some kind of thing. Like the FCC, right? Probably, Probably, if you're, you know, that's for transmitting things, but I read a study about CT scans in hospitals, and, you know, basically they, they, they bombard your body with, with radiation, right? Yeah, yeah. And if um, someone went around and actually tested you know, calibrated, try to calibrate the machines, the results would be all over the board. Like some, your child could be getting 10 times the amount of radiation Hmm. that they're supposed to get just because, you know, the machines are all over the board. There's really no, there's no guarantee that you're not getting exposed to far higher amounts of of radiation. Hmm. But taking antioxidants is something that's been scientifically proven to reduce, you know, the, the damage that that radiation does to the body because... I mean, CT scans are, are, that's why you have to be alone in the room and there's, okay. you know. The, Antioxidants like uh, blueberries and. Well, yeah, it would be, it would be, um, it sounds funny. <laughs> it sounds funny for sure. Um, but anything like vitamins A, C, you know, any type of a multivitamin, blueberries are great because they have, you know, I guess it's a full spectrum. Okay. But you, someone who's undergoing radiation, like chemotherapy, they're told to avoid fresh foods. They They would want people that are on chemo to avoid blueberries because they block radiation. Oh yeah, but you're trying to kill the cancer. Yeah. They're trying to kill the cancer. So there's validity in the fact that it, it does block radiation. Right, It right. does block it, yeah. Okay, what are some things you do in moments of discomfort? You just mm-hmm. meditate, breathe in, <laughs> breathe out. It's it's nearly inescapable. Yeah. It's, yeah, like um, I get restless, I get bitchy, like bitchy. Like, I'm very uncomfortable uh-huh. and um, my husband says that it's like a hummingbird in a shoebox in a way. Mm-hmm. And for me, I just kind of feel like um, just so uncomfortable. Like I want to just jump out of my skin. So you'll, what do you do? What do you do? You just run around or? No, that's, those are the nights that I will, um, <laughs> you know, try to um, put myself in the room with the least amount of electromagnetic interference. I mean. What it, room is that? Um, let's see. It's definitely not my office. Like Usually the, the kids room. Kids room. Yeah. There's no TV in there and yeah, other things, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Like nature, I always feel different in nature. It's yeah, you know. And it's interesting because like power lines that go over you know rural areas, and mm-hmm. um, you know cows usually orient themselves in their pastures. They orient themselves in an organized fashion, hmm. and when I don't remember exactly, it is like they all face one direction or something in nature, but. Um, if they're underneath power lines, their their organization kind of just collapses and they're more sporadic. Oh. Yeah. Do you feel like it's gotten worse or better with age? It has gotten better because I, I think I take better care of myself. Yeah. And You're learning more. Yeah, I'm learning more about it. Have they been psychologically evalu- evaluated in the past? Yeah, I have. <laughs> because that's totally, if you go, especially even like five years ago, if you go into the doctor and you're like, 
look. <laughs> they kind of roll their eyes. For sure, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, then it starts with the psychiatric stuff, which is like, okay, if that's an issue, like, I'm super down to fix this. Like, I just want to feel better and I'm open to whatever. Hmm. But did you try, did you give, um, I guess, besides ADHD medication, did you try anything else? Yeah, um, I've had been put on just short stints of um, like anti anxiety medicine. Okay. Because I think that, um, one of the things that um, doctors have thought before is that it's just stress. You're under a ton of stress, and these are manifestations of like anxiety. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there's those, but I don't, I couldn't exist on um, barbiturates or whatever they yeah, are. I don't yeah, know yeah. what they are. Benzos. Benzos, yeah, benzos. <laughs> I knew it started with a B. <laughs> Barbiturates, so, that's kind of an old-fashioned one, I think. Yeah, I think it's like for people with seizures, actually. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's like, at the end of the day, it's like medication. Like I take I take Prozac and I take Adderall, mm-hmm. extended release every day. Mm-hmm. And that just helps me get by. And it's like at the end of the day, it's like a personal choice. Like what works for right. you works for you, you know? Yeah, and I, I was put on Effexor, which um, it, okay. it made me feel. That's an SSRI? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So it made me feel really kind of numb, mm-hmm. um, and I I took myself I, w- I was on it for like a week and a half, and it was the weekend, and I was like, man, I'm feeling a little weird. I I didn't realize that like weaning off even sm- short term stints on um, on antidepressants can be grueling. Yeah, yeah. And it was intense. <laughs> I had felt yeah. things. Yeah, I felt things. Um, I just was super emotional. It was really weird, and um, yeah, it definitely messes with your head. Yeah, but you know being that those are things that have been suggested in the past um i'm i'm totally open to trying and trying them again if it means that i can feel yeah. you know on top of things because um personally and professionally the things that are on my plate sometimes do get put on the back burner because i'm uncomfortable mm-hmm. and that's it's unfortunate because i i would yeah. like to be a highly functioning person yeah of course and i i really love to learn and i um I feel like I've fallen short of my highest potential hmm. because sometimes I just don't feel well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know that feeling. Are you part of any, I don't know, support groups? I'm not, but... Facebook or anything? No, after um, <laughs> your smile. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. But after um, reaching out you know, to you... Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of went back on that path of, you know, looking into it and seeing the new information that was available. Um, because last time I went to the doctor for it, it um, that's when I got prescribed the Effexor. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, this is like, yeah. I'm not, be- like, I'm okay to, ch- I'm willing to try anything, but I don't think that, I think that they think it's a different problem. Like, I don't feel like I'm being received well or that this is being approached. Yeah. He, he threw what he could at it, I think. He, right. And it wasn't maybe... Hmm it didn't maybe consider the fact that what I was experiencing was real. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I've um, since kind of re-entered the research and come up with some really helpful things. So I'm grateful. and mm-hmm. uh, I'm grateful to be here for that reason because... Shed light on it. Yeah, to shed light on it. And a, a ton of new information is out. Anything else you want to share? <laughs> um, yeah, totally. <laughs> Any so final words? I do. Um, I think that there's some cool stuff if anyone that's listening either knows someone who they think is a quack because they're mm-hmm. they're EMF sensitive or if someone, you know, is feeling odd around electronics or even I think every pe- every person today in these type of um, unnatural environments that we live in, it, they exhibit 
fatigue. A lot of people are fatigued. A lot of people are unfocused. They have brain fog. There's just these subtle pervasive health issues that a lot of people experience. And um, there's really good information out there from people that have had similar experiences and are very smart and really very well versed in this stuff. And if you want to look it up, um, Lloyd Burrow um, does an interview with Stephen McGee and it's called Curing Electromagnetic Hypersensitivity. It's a few hours long. You can listen to it on YouTube. Okay. And that's where he discusses, um, you know, why taking metals in the form of ionic trace minerals is important and also electrolytes. Okay. So um, it's kind of scientific, but I think it's really worth well worth a listen. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll list that in the uh, description. Um, thanks so much for being here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a lot me. of fun. Yeah. Um, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Um, do you want them to follow you on anything, Instagram or? I'm, I'm rather a recluse in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem. Um, I'm kind of becoming a recluse the older I get. So, yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, all right. Thanks for watching. Thanks for subscribing. And I will see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.